I was talking with this uh, lady and she asked me, she said, I eat healthy, so why can't I lose weight? And you know, folks, over the past 25 years, yes, I know I look very young, but I've been doing this for a long time, working with uh, clients to get healthy and get their sexy back, so to speak. Would you believe that this is one of the most popular questions I've heard from clients, potential clients, and uh, even at my seminars and webinars? So if this has been a lingering concern of yours, you are not alone, my friend. Hey there, I'm Dr. Del Millers, and this is Energize Your Life After 50. You see, the goal of this podcast is to help you answer one simple question, and that is, how do you want to live the next chapter in your life? Do you want to keep it as it is, or do you want more? Do you want to be better, fitter, stronger, healthier without meds, more confidence, more sex appeal? Do you want to get your mojo back? Maybe you want to be the you you've always thought you could be. So each week, we'll look at simple ways to intentionally create your next chapter, prioritizing your health, your physicality, your emotional and spiritual well-being, as well as looking and feeling your best. Are you up for the challenge? Then let's get moving. All right, all right. Dr. Del Miller's here with personalfitness.com. Thank you for joining me for another episode of energize your life after 50. I appreciate you being here. So thank you again. I know you could be doing other things, but I appreciate you lending me your ears. Today we're talking about, I eat healthy. So why can't I lose weight? You know, I hear that question quite a bit. Just the other day, I was having a conversation with uh, someone on uh, one of my free health strategy calls. You know, I do these free health strategy calls with uh, people. I do probably about a dozen calls each week. You know, I talk with, you know, most of the women over 50 who are trying to lose weight and feel sexy again. And uh, some are dealing with health issues like diabetes, hormone imbalance, emotional eating, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, I also talk with some men over 50 who just want to get their mojo back, you know, your your confidence, your sex appeal, and of course, reconnecting to their inner athlete. But I digress. <laughs> I was talking with this uh, lady and she asked me, she said, I eat healthy, so why can't I lose weight? And you know, folks, over the past 25 years, yes, I know I look very young, but I've been doing this for a long time, working with uh, clients to get healthy and get their sexy back, so to speak. Would you believe that this is one of the most popular questions I've heard from clients, potential clients, and uh, even at my seminars and webinars? So if this has been a lingering concern of yours, you are not alone, my friend, okay? Know this, however. There are many factors that add up to successful weight loss, and fortunately, the majority of them are in your control. But before we get of ourselves, let's define the term healthy. What do we really mean by healthy? 
But before we get started, I'd like to take this time to remind you of a few important resources that are available to you. Number one, my free masterclass. You know, the top three things you must do to lose weight and keep it off. Okay, if you're struggling with uh, weight as an issue, then you must check out that masterclass. There's also my webinar, Get Your Sexy Back. If you're ready to truly transform your body and your life, then please sign up for the webinar. It's free. You also have access to a free health strategy call with me when you're ready to move forward in a powerful way. I also have a vault of coaching videos at my website, uh, you know, personalfitness.com. You can find all of that, sign up for all of that at my website, personalfitness.com. And lastly, please consider subscribing to this podcast. You know, there is a link in the episode notes. And thank you. Thank you for being here. I really do appreciate you. All right, I'm back. And before we go any further, let's make sure we're on the same page, shall we? Because a lot of people have a distorted idea of what healthy really is. Many of you think that because your favorite restaurants offer healthy, you see my air quotes here, healthy options, that you're making the best choice you can. But the problem is most restaurant foods are loaded with hidden sugar, sodium, extra fat, and a host of flavoring agents, folks. Why do you think it tastes so darn good and so much better <laughs> than what you make at home? You know, it reminds me of the time uh, when my wife made the same chicken dish that I usually make. And I was like, wow, this tastes really good. What's your secret? <laughs> Guess what she said? A little extra sugar. <laughs> so you see a little extra sugar, a little extra butter, and everything tastes better. <laughs> That's right. A little extra sugar, a little extra butter, and everything tastes more better. <laughs> and that's what restaurants do, you know. They try to play on your taste buds, which activate the pleasure centers in your brain. Here, here, here's the, the important thing. It activates the pleasure centers in your brain when you eat all that sugar, salt, sodium, and other fillers, uh, which what it does, it keeps you coming back because it, it plays with your cravings. You know, you activate the pleasure centers of your brain, you start playing with your cravings. Does that make sense? So don't even get me started, okay, uh, uh, on fast food restaurants and process, processed food manufacturers because... Their foods are completely, completely engineered to affect your brain's pleasure center, which is responsible for getting you to crave more and more of those foods. That's why a lot of people have cravings because they eat a lot of processed foods. Notice when you eat natural whole foods, you very rarely get cravings because it doesn't affect the brain's pleasure centers. Okay, so just understand that 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 is what's happening and you are being led like a horse to water. You're being led by the nose, actually by the taste buds <laughs> to the restaurants, to the aisles where all those processed foods are because they become very addicting over time. All right. I don't know how you define healthy foods, but here is my definition of what constitutes healthy foods. Are you ready for it? Here's how I define it. 
Now, keep in mind that there are different degrees of healthy as far as I'm concerned. And you get to choose how far down the rabbit hole you want to go. But at the very bottom of that rabbit hole, is where you will find the highest degree of healthy foods. These are whole foods, my friends, meaning they are in their natural whole state and are either completely unprocessed or minimally processed. Some things have to be processed. You can't eat wheat <laughs> from the field. You can't eat rice from the rice paddy. You have to process it a little bit to get rid of you know, the parts that need to be gotten rid of. So you can actually have the grains itself with all, all the other parts of it that are not edible, unless you're a horse. But like I said, at the very bottom, you find whole foods. And these, these are the foods that provide you with what I call primary nutrition. Let me repeat that. Primary nutrition. Whole foods equal primary nutrition. This simply means that they're in their primary state. They're very nutrient-dense, and they will provide your body with all the natural goodness that nature intended. Are you following me so far? So we're on primary nutrition, foods that nature intended for you to eat. And here's my simple formula for primary nutrition. Are you ready for this? If you can pick it from a tree, dig it up out of the ground, catch it by land, air, or sea. Let me repeat that. If you can pick it from a tree, dig it up out of the ground, catch it by land, air, or sea. Those are whole foods and what makes up what I call primary nutrition. You've got to be able to pick it, dig it, catch it. Pick it, dig it, catch it. You got it? Pick it, dig it, catch it. Boom, boom, boom. Pick it, dig it, catch it. Boom, boom, boom. Pick it, dig it, catch it. <laughs> I am definitely not a rapper. <laughs> but you get the idea. If you can pick it, dig it, and catch it, those are whole foods. <laughs> so very simply, those are the things that make up primary nutrition. So when you talk to me about healthy foods, if 80% of what you're eating don't fall into the category of pick it, dig it, catch it, pick it, dig it, catch it, then you're not really eating healthy foods. Am I, are we on the same page here? If you can't pick it, dig it, catch it, then you're not eating primary nutrition, which means you are not really eating healthy foods. That's the highest form of healthy. So if you're not there, then you need to get there. So primary nutrition are things like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, lean meat, seafood, nuts, and seeds. Like I said, unprocessed foods are foods that are minimally processed. Now, the other thing to consider is how clean are the foods you're eating? In the fitness world, we have a term called clean eating. You know, you talk to any bodybuilder or people at the gym, you, know, you hear clean eating. You got to eat clean, meaning that your foods aren't loaded with extra sugar, sodium, fat, and fla flavoring agents, which 
at the very least will cause you to retain water. <laughs> if you're eating a lot of sodium, you know, like when you go to a Thai restaurant or a Chinese restaurant, it's like, don't eat that stuff and tell me that you're eating healthy food, okay? Because it's not healthy food. It's filled with sugar, sodium, and fat, probably equally as many calories from sugar as there are from the chicken that you're, you're eating. You following me? So at the very least, that stuff is going to get you to retain water, which is an easy problem to solve. If that's your problem, just eat clean foods and increase your water intake. Double your water intake. Water retention is a simple thing to get rid of. So just so we're on the same page, the highest level of healthy foods, whole foods, which make up primary nutrition. In other words, if you go all the way down that rabbit hole, that nutrition rabbit hole, Pass all the food claims in market hype, you're going to get to the place where we began centuries and centuries ago, before the Industrial Revolution, when most people were either farmers, hunters, or fishermen, and we ate primarily real foods we pick from a tree, grew from the soil, or catch by land, air, or sea. That's what we used to eat. That is primary nutrition. If your food choices don't come from primary nutrition at least 80% of the time, then your claim of eating healthy isn't really true, is it? And let me also add that the only way to be sure that you're eating clean foods from whole food sources, guess what, is to cook most of your meals yourself. You have to cook most of your meals yourself. I know you're saying, oh my God, I don't have the time for that. But of course you do. You know, I wrote my first cookbook, 10 Minute Meals. Originally it was called Simply Delicious. <laughs> then I changed the title to 10 Minute Meals because they're 10 minute recipes, things you can make in 10 minutes or less. And I wrote that book because... I was doing a lot of seminars. This was over 15 years ago. I was doing a lot of seminars and people kept telling me, oh, I don't have the time to make healthy meals. And I would always ask them, well, can you spare 10 minutes? Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, I will show you how you can make healthy meals in 10 minutes or less. It takes some planning. A little bit of planning goes a long, long way. It takes a little bit of planning. It takes a little bit of planning to have your refrigerator, freezer, or pantry stocked with things that you need. You know, a lot of times I come home and my wife would say, oh, there's nothing to eat. There's just nothing to eat. What are we going to do for dinner? And I would open up the fridge or open up the freezer, and within 10 minutes, we would have a meal. Because there's always tons of things. Even when things are frozen, you don't really need to defrost a lot of things in order to make them, especially when you're dealing with fish. Put, it, throw it, put some season on it, throw it in the oven, boom, you're done. So there are a lot of things you can do. Uh, my 10-minute meals recipe, you can find my author link in the show notes if you are interested in learning those simple ways of making healthy meals. So you don't ever, ever use the excuse, I don't have time to make healthy meals, okay? Don't ever use that excuse. Now, if your meals do not fall under that category of primary nutrition, which 80% of your meals should come from primary nutrition sources. If it's not, then it should fall into that 20% category. I call this secondary nutrition. 
So 80% of your meal should be primary nutrition, clean eating, made at home, 20% secondary nutrition, that's eating out or from whatever other sources. I like to say there are no good foods or bad foods. It's just a matter of personal choice. Is this the best choice you can make based on what you're trying to doing? If it's coming from that 20%, okay, fine. Eat your damn cookie. Eat your brownie. Eat your pizza. Eat whatever you want. If it's in that 20%, if it's falling, if all of that junk is falling in the 80% category, then you've got a problem if you're trying to change your body or you're telling yourself that you want to be healthy, (laughs) right? So I'm talking about everything from restaurant meals, your favorite healthy snacks, those protein bars, all the way back up the rabbit hole to your highly processed, man-made junk food crap. And by crap, I mean completely refined, artificially produced products. C-R-A-P-P, crap. That's what most of those foods are, completely refined, artificially produced products, and they're so completely refined, there is absolutely no nutritional value left in them, my friends. So that's why I call them crap. You're getting all this? Yeah, we're on the same page? So now that you have an objective measuring stick, Do you still think that you're eating healthy? But here's the deal. If your meals don't measure up to what I've just proposed, then your first task is what? Get working on that. If you're eating healthy, according to my definition of primary nutrition, 80% of your home-cooked meals coming from whole foods, primary nutrition sources. If you're eating that way and you're still not getting results, here are a few other factors to consider. But first, you have to make sure that 80% of what you're eating is coming from that primary nutrition category. Home-cooked meal, restaurants and takeout, that's in the 20%. That's not primary nutrition. Number one, here's probably something else that could be happening. Ever heard the phrase, too much of a good thing? Yeah, You might be eating too much, yeah, too much of a good thing. You might be eating too much nuts, beans, or other complex carbohydrates. They're very healthy for you, but you can eat too much of them. They're very calorie-dense. They're healthy foods, but they're very calorie-dense. You need to understand that. So if you're eating too much of them, it might hamper your weight loss efforts. It might even cause you to gain weight. See, I had a client who used to binge eat nuts every day and wondered why she wasn't losing weight. She used to eat like handfuls and handfuls of nuts because, well, they're healthy. And she wondered why she wasn't losing weight. But as soon as we cleared that up and get rid of a few other habits, guess what? Yes, you guessed it. The results started coming. So, too much of a good thing may not serve you? Again, is it bad? No, it's not bad. We're not in the business of right and wrong, good or bad. We're in the business of, is this the best choice you can make based on what you're trying to do? Is it the best choice? Are you eating too much of a good thing? Number two, maybe you're eating too little. 
again, I was talking with another client the other day, and she was wondering why she's at a standstill. And her thing was, oh, I don't eat very much. And when I took a look at it, well, yeah, you don't eat very much. But guess what happens when you don't eat very much? There's a little thing in your body called your basal metabolic rate. That's your BMR, which is the number of calories your body needs just to do all the things it needs to do to keep you functioning on a daily basis. Keep your heart beating, keep the lights on going in your eyes, you know, just all of those keep you standing up, keep you moving. All the necessary functional things that you need to do is what makes up your basal metabolic rate. And eat fewer calories than your BMR and your metabolism will completely shut down. And doing this on a regular basis? is going to really stifle your weight loss efforts. So eating too few calories could be just as bad as eating too many calories. How much should you be eating? Well, that's kind of hard to say since I don't really know you, do I? I don't know who you are. I can't tell you how much you should be eating. But you can get some health, helpful guidelines from one of my nutrition books, like I said, 10-Minute Meals, the first half of that book is just all nutrition guidelines. Tells you how to calculate your basal metabolic rate, how many calories you need on a daily basis. Of course, I don't do much of that anymore with clients because it's not necessary, but doesn't mean you're not going to do it. So the information is all there in my book, 10-Minute Meals. So check that out. Link again in the show notes. What I do with my clients right now is instead of counting calories, we just focus on changing one meal at a time until each meal is what it should be based on their goals. So that's one thing you can do. We can talk more about that if you book a health strategy call. I can't talk to you about that on these, this podcast because I don't know your specific situation. Feel me? Now, there are, of course, several other factors to consider, such as, well, your hormones, how you deal with stress, and another biggie. Either you've lost too much muscle in your dieting, or you just haven't built enough muscle to fire up your metabolism, right? Muscle tissue makes a big difference. I'll share a little secret with you. Here we go. Are you ready for this? The two most important factors that affect your metabolism. Do you know what they are? The two most important factors that affect your metabolism. People talk about metabolism all the time. My metabolism is slow. As you get older, your metabolism slows down. Well, guess why your metabolism slows down? Your metabolism slows down because the two most important factors that affect your metabolism, your fitness level and your body composition. So what happens as you get older? Your fitness level goes to hell. Why? Because... A lot of people, as they get older, just start to let themselves go and, and stop challenging themselves as much as they used to. Both of which are entirely within your control, your fitness level and your body composition. Both are entirely within your control. So you can change your fitness level with a few simple bouts of high-intensity interval training every week. If you don't know what that is, then... Go online, YouTube. You've got tons of examples of HIIT training. A few simple bouts of high-intensity interval training each week. Oh, that's going to change your fitness level fast. 
And you can change your body composition by start pumping some iron regularly. And if you're already lifting, well, it may be time to take it to the next level. But you've got to change your body composition. You've got to change your fitness level. That is how you change your metabolic profile, my friends. So don't sit around and talk about, oh, my metabolism is slow. You have control over whether your metabolism is slow or fast. You have control over what your body looks like. You can change your internal physiology based on what you choose to do. In my book, Dr. Dell's Rapid Fat Loss Manual, yes, another one. I'm just pitching my book, books left and right today because they're valuable resources for you. You need to know about them. I talk a lot about metabolism and reviewed over two dozen fat loss studies. So if you're really interested in learning about what affects your metabolism and how to effectively burn fat from a scientific perspective, that's the book for you. Again, a link to my Amazon author page is in the show notes. All right, my friends, we've come to that time when I'm afraid I'm going to have to say goodbye. So here's a closing thought for you. In whatever you're doing, you don't need to be perfect. It's okay. We're all imperfect. We all fall down occasionally. Just strive to be better today than you were yesterday. Ain't that a beautiful thing? Just strive to be better today than you were yesterday. As usual, I would love to hear from you. So please take a screenshot of your favorite episode and post it on social, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever you socialize. And let me know, what was your biggest takeaway from that episode, your favorite episode? And most importantly, how do you plan to implement it in your life starting today? Starting today, not tomorrow, starting today. You can find me on all social platforms at Dr. Dell Millers, D-R-D-E-L-M-I-L-L-E-R-S, at Dr. Dell Millers. No, my name isn't D-E-L-L, it's D-E-L. <laughs> oh, and one more thing. Please leave me a positive review wherever you're listening because nobody likes a crappy review, am I right? So keep it positive. Why? Because what we focus on multiplies. You know, when people do negative things online, it multiplies and other people fall on the bandwagon. So leave me a positive review and a five-star rating if you can. It helps other people find the podcast. And I'd like to be found. Thank you very much. Happy holidays, my peeps. And may the best of your todays. Be the worst of your tomorrows. Catch you next time. You've been listening to Energize Your Life After 50 with me, your host, Dr. Del Millers. For all the resources mentioned in this episode, you can check the show notes or go to my website at personalfitness.com. There, you can sign up for the free masterclass, the webinar, free webinar, a free health strategy call, and have access to my vault of coaching videos all for free. So check out the website at personalfitness.com. See you next time.